Shalom. This is Gary Dershinsky, Congregational Leader of Beth Ariel Messianic Congregation. Thank you for downloading our message. We're delighted to make it available to you through the generous donations of our members and friends at Beth Ariel. We know that many are struggling financially because of the challenges facing our economy, and we do not want financial issues to keep anyone from enjoying our teachings. So please continue to listen in as often as you like. But if our presentations have been beneficial to you, and you are able to provide a financial donation to Beth Ariel, whether large or small, would you prayerfully consider sending a gift in support of our ministry? You can donate online through our website at bethariel.org. That is spelled B-E-T-H-A-R-I-E-L.org. Also, please remember to pray for us that we would be responsive to the Lord's guidance as we reach out to the lost sheep of the House of Israel in the greater Los Angeles area. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this message. Like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Don't you ever feel that tension? You know, it's sort of like in in Mark 9 when the man has a son that he wants healed. And the Lord says, do you believe? And he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. I mean, how much more gracious can you get? The Lord doesn't say, now believe and I'll do it. No, it's not enough. Believe. Come on. You know, he says, if you can't believe, I'm even going to help you believe. You know, you can't do it. I'm going to help you do it. I'm going to bring you through it. It's just amazing. Our God. So he says, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, he writes. Take and seal it, seal it to thy courts above. We're all prone to wander. Israel as a people has wandered. And we've wandered from the grace of our God as a people. There's always that faithful remnant and even that faithful remnant in all of us who know the Lord We are prone to wander, and thus we all feel it, and it's to him we must turn. So Yaakov is telling us, look, if any one of you wanders, he uses this word twice, right? He says in verse 20, if you bring back a sinner from his wandering, you will save his soul. But look what he says, if anyone among you is wandering from the truth, Now, he uses a definite article. He doesn't say wandering from truth. He means the truth. And when he says the truth, I think he has two things in mind. The things that I've written about. When you're under trials, you don't want to persevere. You're wandering from the truth of what I've just written to you. When you are encountering temptation, remember, temptation is not a sin. Sin is giving in to the temptation, right? So when you are encountering temptation and the evil one is luring you to evil and you don't seek the Lord in order to find that way of escape that Paul writes about, you are prone to wander and you are wandering. When there is that individual that comes into our life and we give them special treatment for whatever reason it might be, we are wandering from what he has taught us about not being a person that exhibits a spirit or an attitude of favoritism. When we are prone to quarrel and to fight 
and we are not seeking the Lord to provide for what it is that is unfulfilled in our hearts. He's telling us we are wandering from him. We are prone to this. That's why he's written about these things. These things will lead us to wander. And he's saying, I don't want you to wander. I want you to walk righteously, and I want you to stay fixed to our Messiah. Interestingly enough, he's talking about the truth, the things that he's written about, but he's also talking about the one who makes it possible for us to live this way. He doesn't make reference to him very much. He only makes reference to Messiah, his half-brother, four times in this letter. He mentions at the very outset, right, he says, Yaakov, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Yeshua, the Messiah. Later, he will say in chapter 2, my brethren, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah. And then at the back end in chapter 5, twice he talks about the coming of the Lord, by which he must must be referring to Yeshua, the Messiah. So when he says, when we are wandering from the truth of what I've taught, that I've shared, When we are no longer, say, submitting ourselves unto God. He writes about this, surrendering ourselves to him. We are not submitting, as it were, unto him. We are wandering. But if we have not yet recognized him to be that promised Messiah who has brought redemption and that one who is coming again, we are wandering from the truth who he is. And so perhaps Yaakov has two kinds of ideas in mind, a wandering from what he has taught and a wandering from Messiah who is the truth, who is the means by which to do and to accomplish what he has taught. Remember what he says, do not merely be a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. And that, he means to say, is one that's in responsiveness and obedience to his word, which responsiveness cannot occur unless God enables us to so respond. But then there's another thing that's really neat here. He says, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back. See, this is a passage about the community of believers, It's about someone bringing him back. You know, a really interesting passage that relates to this in my mind is what Paul writes in Galatians. Because he says, brothers, interesting, I didn't notice this before, but he too starts out this section by making reference to brothers. He says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. If anyone among you sees your brother wandering, has lost his moorings, and you bring him back. So Yaakov is appealing to each one of us, and he's appealing to us to be on the lookout for each other's goodness. And he's looking for us to then step in, as Paul would say, in a gentle way, to bring him back. This word to bring back is the word that we oftentimes translate to convert. It means to turn him around. That's what conversion means. You know, in the Jewish community, we don't like to use that word because it gives the idea that we cease to be Jewish when we come to know Yeshua as Messiah. We don't convert from our Jewishness, being a Jew. We convert from being an unforgiven sinner to a forgiven one. 
but we remain who we are and what God has created us to be, Jews that believe in Yeshua as the Messiah. When we're turning someone, converting, if you would, someone, we're turning them back from their ways to the way of God, to the way of righteousness, to the way of faith in Him and what He has for us. And so if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings him back, whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. So I think on the one hand, I think primarily Yaakov is thinking about believers who are wandering. And if we bring them back, Yaakov is saying, we have saved them from death. I think death here might be, mean two possibilities in this context. Could be physical death, because we know that in some passages, Paul makes reference to this in the book of Corinthians, for example, that sometimes the sin that we commit can be of such a nature that it could lead to physical death. Yohanan, John writes of this in 1 John. He says, there is a sin unto death. I don't say you should pursue this, but there is such a thing. Paul does tell us that if we observe the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner, some, he says, in the congregation at Corinth were sick and died because of that. So there are contexts in which sin among believers can lead to physical death. That's one possibility. Another possibility is by death, he just means ruin and destruction and what I would call badness in general, bad things. You've saved a soul, a believer that has turned from his wandering. You've saved him from the bad things that will come about because of that. Remember what Paul says, the wages of sin is death in all spheres, not just death in terms of our alienation from God, although that's preeminent, not just death in terms of our physical death, but death in all of its parts, just a bad life. And so perhaps he's thinking of that. Maybe he's thinking of both. But in any case, to be an instrument in God's hand to help turn someone from the ways of wandering is a thing that Yaakov says is of great blessing and has had great consequence and great results. Now, I think there's another way to look at Yaakov's words. On the one hand, And I think primarily he's talking about believers and our responsibility to one another and the reality that though we know the Lord, as the hymn has said, though we love him, we're still prone to wander. And therefore, we are in need of one another to help us during those times of wandering. And we're to help one another with gentleness, as Paul says. And we're also to take note of the great blessing that is bestowed on one whom we are able to help Come back, as it were. We've saved his soul from death, physical death, or just the bad things and consequences that could occur. I can't help but think, although I know it's not exactly what he's saying, but I can't help but think that Yaakov is also thinking about his people who don't know the Lord. He says, my brothers, but he's written to the 12 tribes. 
and the nation of Israel, the Jewish people as a whole, and Yaakov knows it perhaps more than anyone because he's right in Jerusalem dealing with the persecution that his brethren are causing among the believers, among the Jews. And I can't help but think that Yaakov may be thinking about the importance, the need to help our people in their state of wandering. There are people who have rejected Yeshua as Messiah and therefore are wandering and their moorings are now untied and they're not in a fixed place where God is. God loves his people Israel. God has chosen his people Israel on the basis of his prior love. He tells us that in the book of Deuteronomy, I have chosen you because I have loved you. I have set my love upon you, he says. These are his unique chosen people. And thus Yaakov is ministering to these chosen people who know the Lord and those who don't. He is this witness before them. I can't help but think that he is thinking in his mind that our people are wandering and what a wonderful thing it is when we are used by God to help them no longer wander because then we save their souls from spiritual death which alienates them from God. You know, Daniel writes in this way. At the end of his book, let me just turn to it here. At the end of the book of Daniel in chapter 12, and he talks about the coming resurrection. He has this wonderful phrase in which he says in verse 2, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth, this is Daniel 12 too, many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And then he says this, Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. What an incredible blessing, right? If we are engaged in helping to turn many to righteousness, God's promise is you will shine like the stars in the sky. I think Yaakov ends his book on this note because this is God's concern, isn't it not? To turn a soul from his ways, his wandering, so that he not suffer everlasting contempt. So that he, she, would not be lost. Our congregation exists. Every congregation, every church ought to exist but I won't speak for those. Beth Ariel exists for the primary purpose of what Yaakov is concerned about, bringing the gospel to the Jewish people. That's why we are here. We talk about reaching out, but it's not just reaching out indiscriminately. We must be reaching out to our brethren who are wandering, who do not know the Lord Yeshua, Messiah, for whom he had initially and primarily came. Not exclusively, but let's be realistic about what our Messiah came for. He came in fulfillment of the prophecies with respect to his people Israel. And I can't help but hear the heart of James for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And thus we must be about the business of helping the wandering, both in the congregation and out,
to come back and to be brought back. By the way, it says, and it will, uh, he uses the phrase, well, let me just turn to it. He says, will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. You know, this is the Day of Atonement. That's what he's referring to, the keeparing of our sins, the covering of our sins. Not just merely covering, what he means is forgiving of our sin. I can show you that. You can see this in two places. If you look at Psalm 32, I read Psalm 85 this more, uh, earlier, but in Psalm 32, he says, Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. To have a covered sin means to have a forgiven sin. If you look at Psalm 85, he says the same thing. And that's what I read earlier this morning. Psalm 85, let me just turn to it, where it says, Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. Can't wait for that day. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. To have your sin covered means to have your sin forgiven and the slate clean. And the way that our sin is covered and the slate clean is by what Yeshua has done for us. And so we must turn our people, we must be instruments in God's hands to turn our people to the truth so that they might have their sins covered and their sins forgiven. That is our experience, and that's the experience we want for our brethren. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from the wandering will save his soul from death, will cover a multitude of sins, and in the case of Daniel, will shine as the stars in heaven. Isn't that what we want? Don't you want to shine like the stars in heaven? It's almost like what Paul says, you know, we'll stand at the judgment seat and some will get, you know, gold, silver, precious stones. What do they do? They shine, right? And when you have the glory of God, this is my take on it, when you have the glory of God shining upon gold, silver, and precious jewels, you will shine. And your shining is not of you, but it's the reflection of the very glory and presence of God. The more gold, silver, and precious jewels you have, the more you will shine the glory of God. The closer proximity, the greater the intensity, right? So the idea is serve him well and anticipate his great rewards. And one of the ways we can serve well is by helping the wanderer, helping the lost. Wasn't it awesome going to the Israel festival, having opportunity to help the wanderers come home? Wasn't that like really an absolutely amazing thing? Isn't it great when someone says, I want you to meet my friend, whoever it might be. I want to introduce you to someone. You get to sit down and tell them why you believe in Messiah, what he's done for you, and what he can do for you in return. It's not like that. Is that not one of the most wonderful experiences one can ever have? I mean, you all know it when you've encountered it and you've walked away from it. You said, wow, that was just awesome. And it was just a wonderful moment. This is what Yaakov is spurring us all on to do. That is to make him, not obnoxiously, but with gentleness, with love, with wisdom, 
and with sensitivity. If we are so used, know that you have contributed to turning someone from eternal contempt, I guess is the word that Daniel used. The impact for all of eternity. This is what we need to be doing, don't you think? We got the high holy days coming up. We need to be inviting our Jewish neighbors, our Jewish friends. We need to be inviting our unbelieving non-Jewish friends who have Jewish friends to invite those Jewish friends. We need to let the congregations, the churches around us know that whatever Jewish friends the people in their churches have, they need to invite them to this. They need to hear the good news. And we don't even have to say, just invite. You know, it's a simpler thing. But we need to be about the business of prioritizing the word of God getting out to the lost. For that is God's plan. For God so loved the world that he gave his son and whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So let's do that, right? Let's do that. Let's pray. Our God and Father, we thank you, O Lord, for your goodness and kindness to us. Despite our own proning to wander, you, O Lord, love us so that you bring us back time and time again. We would pray, Lord, that you would use us to be instruments in your hands, vehicles by which your wandering people would be brought back to the fold. Like the sheep in Luke 15, that one sheep of the 99 you go after and you bring back. Like the prodigal son who wanders, but your eyes are always open and your heart is always open, longing for the time when he would return. Lord, might we be instruments in your hands to help your people return unto you. May we be there for one another when we who love you are prone to wander. May we regather one another to the fold. And so, Lord, do a marvelous work among your people. Move upon them by your spirit. Use us. Use Beth Ariel. May our upcoming services be a time of great celebration, but also a time of great salvation for those who don't know you who may be coming. We pray this in Messiah's name for his honor, for his glory. Amen. Thank you for listening to our message. We hope that it serves to encourage you in your walk with the Lord and your service to him. Do remember us in your prayers, and if you are able to provide a financial donation to Beth Ariel, whether large or small, would you prayerfully consider sending a gift in support of our ministry? You can donate online through our website at bethariel.org. That is spelled B-E-T-H-A-R-I-E-L dot org. Thank you again, and may our Heavenly Father richly bless you as you continue to follow Him. Shalom, shalom.